Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. So, defy weariness. Defy weariness. And you see the picture there as some poor soul has been left out the back and everyone is moving forward and he's hunched over, he's bent over, he's tired, he's weary. And weariness is something that we encounter in life, isn't it? Yes. We, we, get, we get battle weary. That's not just something that happens to soldiers on the battlefield. It happens to Christian soldiers as well. You get battle weary. And I know that the thing that can keep you going when you're tired and when you're weary is to have something to live for. Something to live for. Something that inspires you to live and to have life. And when you have that, it seems that weariness ebbs away. And you get a supernatural strength to carry on. And we draw on that strength But I tell you, there are times where you just want to give up. But we have to defy giving up. We have to defy weariness. And um, I was reading a little uh, story about Mary and Martha. And um, of course, we all know Martha was really, really busy. Jesus was in the house and Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha was well irritated with Mary. She was doing all the stuff that needed done. And some people would say, there you have the two sides of the coin. That's Christian life. You're either a Martha, you're super active, you're always going 100 miles an hour, or you're a Mary, you're contemplative, you like to pray. You like to wait on the Lord. You don't do much. (laughs) Arguably, that is doing more than the former. And it's not just a picture of two different temperaments. Some people have said, yeah, that's like the two different ways of living your Christian life. You can go and be the Martha. So they they asked a, a wise old man one day, they says, what do you think of this Mary and Martha argument? Which one would you be? And he says, I'll take them both. I'll have Martha before dinner and Mary afterwards. Because there's a time. There's a time for the preparation. There's a time for the action. And there's a time for the rest, the self-care, the contemplating, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Amen. And so this morning as some of us and everyone is welcome to leave the service today, to have a little bit of fellowship and to go round to our other building at Vaults Lane where we're going to be doing a little bit more preparation work for launching our winter heat hub. We're going to be active today. And I, you know what? Um, you know, there's things coming up in our calendar. I've got to just be very, very honest with you today. There's, there's something coming up in our church calendar and I was, I'm, I'm like, Father God, I can't, I can't do it. I'm just, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pucht. I need, I need a good rest. And when I was preparing for this message, the Holy Spirit just turned that whole mindset around in me. It turned it around because attitude is everything. 
Attitude is everything. And so we have to look beyond the, the sacrifice, the giving up things to do something, to be active, to work, to get things done so that they're ready and think, do you know what? After all of that, what's beyond that? What's beyond all of that? And if, you were, if someone asked you today, who in your life do you strive to emulate? Who's, who's an example in your life? What would you say? He, thanks be to God. <laughs> thanks be to God you said Jesus. And I have to say, I know I have lots of people that I admire greatly. I look to them. I, I love to, to, to watch them. I love to emulate. But Jesus is our prime example. And do we believe that it's necessary to copy Jesus' life? Do we believe it's really necessary to follow his example? Well, I want to read this in 1 Peter 2.21. It says, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. Follow. Do you know the word follow there means to doggedly go after? To pursue and to actually take it to a level where you study, you study the ways of life of that person. That's what it means in that context. To follow Jesus means to study him, to absorb everything that he is, follow in his footsteps. Verse 22, he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. That's a tough act to follow. When they heaped abuse on him, he didn't retaliate. And when he suffered, he made no threats. But he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his stripes, you are healed. So we were called to follow Jesus Christ in his footsteps. And a lot of us would say, I could never fill that, those footsteps. I could not, I could, you know, could we, you've heard this before, could you walk a mile in someone else's shoes? And sometimes we think, I could not, I could not do that. But as we go on, I believe we're going to change our mind. Matthew 11, verse 28, New Living Translation says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And I'm so glad he didn't say, I might or I'll think about giving you rest. He said, I will give you rest. You will have your rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. You know, when we try and keep up with the, if the picture's there, when we try and keep up with everyone else in the pack, when we move out of our calling and our purpose, and we just, well, this seems to be the current trend to do this. That is where when we do become weary. We try and emulate something that happened down the road. 
or across the Atlantic or in a, well, let's emulate that. Jesus just says, follow me, follow my, in my footsteps. Well, they must be following in your footsteps. So why can't I follow? He says, just follow in my footsteps. My Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in winning where you are right now. And there is, we do, we, we need global unity in the church and people working together. And revival, when revival comes, it has a common thread that sweeps across the land. We're not saying we're being different. We're just saying we need to follow in Jesus' footsteps. Otherwise, we can feel like, oh, well, we're getting left behind. And we, we get discouraged and weary and we consider giving up. You know, I don't think we, there's a few songs I think that are still in our repertoire that probably contain lyrics like, Lord, I want to be more like you. Jesus, I want to be like you. Do you remember singing songs like that? If we sing those songs, we must be true to those words then. And be prepared to imitate him. Be prepared to, to take up our cross. So we've got to study him not only do we have to copy his actions, but we have to be mindful of his inactions, what he didn't do. So it's not only what he did, it's what he didn't do that's important. What did he say and what did he not say? When did he stay silent? What was his lifestyle? What was his recreation? What was his work ethic? What were his principles? And then we can reflect what have I actually learned from Jesus' life? What, what have I taken on board? What have I adopted into my life? How effective a disciple of his have I been? And I think sometimes if we could do a little uh, ref, a personal debrief on that once a week, we would be surprised that perhaps, oh, do you know what? This week I've slipped up a few places and by thank God for his great grace, but I know I could be more like Jesus in this area. I could be more like Jesus to my friends. I could be more like Jesus to my colleagues at work. Yeah? We got to remember Jesus experienced every aspect of our human life, including weariness. Yeah? tiredness. You know, that's the one thing that, that potentially causes us to miss vital opportunities and our destiny. Tiredness, weariness, tiredness. But Lord, how do I stay, how do I stay strong and ener spiritually energetic? How do I do that? Jesus knew our limits and he knew our weaknesses. Amen. Now he had a divine nature which ne neither fainted or grew weary. But thank God he was here as a human. He, his divine nature never gives up, never wearies, never fatigues, never gets tired. But he experienced life as a human. Amen. We know that by Isaiah 40, 28. Have you not known and have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he neither faints nor is weary. Yeah? It's natural. We're going to have to deal with exhaustion. We're going to have to deal with tiredness. We're going to have to deal with fatigue. 
Amen? But he gave us antidotes. The word gives us antidotes for that condition. What, what, which one comes to mind straight away? An antidote for tiredness and weariness? The Sabbath. The Sabbath. The Sabbath. What else? Waiting on him. Someone said that. Waiting on him. And then the other one, obeying his will. Do you know how invigorating it is for your spirit when you obey God's will? So many times I think disobedience, it quenches spiritual energy. It puts you into, disobedience puts us into spiritual decline. Obedience puts us into spiritual ascendancy. That's a huge one. Amen. And so when Jesus said, come to me all you're weary and, and heavy laden, he could never have made that statement unless he himself was weary. Amen. So tired muscles, aching bones. <laughs> Does this sound familiar to anyone? Exhausted frame. But there's something that gives power to the weak, power to the weary. And the word admonishes us, do not grow weary. Don't grow weary. It's like, is that a command or a suggestion? Don't grow weary. That's easier said than done. And weariness means that you can be mentally weary, physically weary, spiritually weary. Whatever you toil in is the area where you will get weary. Yeah? And you'll be depleted. And when we are depleted, we need to be refilled, eh? We need refilled. And so, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Let us not grow weary whilst we're doing good. Because in due season, we shall reap if we don't lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Amen. So I was thinking about this and I thought, don't grow weary. So if I was able to defy weariness or tiredness or to combat it, some sort of harvest is promised. There's a potential harvest at the others on the other side of me defying weariness. Amen. Uh, sorry, um, John chapter 4. Can you go to John chapter 4? And I'm not going to read the whole passage. But here we go. We're in John chapter 4. And Jesus and his disciples have left Judea. And they're walking to Galilee. They didn't get an Uber. Or <laughs> rent a bike. Or get the, get the trotro. You know? They were going to... Galilee, and you're probably familiar with the story, but Jesus felt the need to go to Samaria. So he's, the word says he needed to go through Samaria, and one thing we know of Jesus is this, he was led of the Spirit. He was Spirit-led, yeah? So no matter what, that was the plan. 
And he could have, who knows, he could have, had his, he could have had a lot of back chat about going to Samaria from the people that he was with. But he says, no, we're going to Samaria. And it was a diversion that was necessary. And there was a place there called Jacob's Well. And that's where he would meet the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, the, 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 the famous story. Now, he was led of the Spirit to go to Samaria. He did not shun that voice. He did not wave it off as if, oh, do you know what? Maybe I can, we, can, we can plan it into another time. We can schedule it for a later date. And we learn from that if we follow in Jesus' footsteps that our obedience to the Holy Spirit's leading is always attached to a greater purpose. Always. There's always a greater purpose. And if we habitually shun that, do you know what? Um, don't go here today. Don't go to the coffee shop. That would be a hard one. <laughs> you're, not, you're going somewhere else today. The more that we shun the leading of the Holy Spirit, eventually it shuts down completely. We, we no longer hear anything, which is why our, our attention to the, the Holy Spirit is important. So Jesus gets to this well and he sits down on the edge of the well. And you can read the story. That's homework. Read the, read the story. He's there. And he sends the disciples away. Where do they go? They go to get food because they must be hungry. They're weary. The Bible says he was, Jesus was weary. And he sat down on the edge of this well, utterly worn out. This woman is there, Samaritan woman. And we all know the, the thing between the Samaritans and the Jews. But she was there at this particular hour of the day. Perhaps there were not many, perhaps it was unusual, as unusual for her to be there as it was for Jesus to be there at this well, Jacob's well. And one thing is for sure, she was there at precisely the right time, as was Jesus. Precisely the right time. Is it the right time to do what we are doing in our community? It's precisely the right time. Is it, the, is it the right time to overcome weariness and tiredness, to push through, to create something that is going to have a future harvest? Yes, it's the right time. It's the, exactly the right time. So she was there at the right time. And this encounter with Jesus leads to her life being changed completely. Her life is completely transformed. She's converted. Now, it didn't matter that Jesus was utterly worn out and tired, he communicated with her. And actually what he did was he preached the gospel to her. 2 Timothy 4 verse 2, preach the word and be ready in season and out of season. Preach the word. Jesus, all he did was he preached the word. You can go and you read there. And he tells about her, you know, after he's, after he is prophesied and discerned that, you know, how many husbands she's had and everything, he begins to tell her that he is the water of life. 
This well will give you natural water for a little bit of time, but I'm the one, the water that, that, that if you drink of me, you'll never thirst again. You'll never ever thirst again. And so he's really, pre and you know what? That, that's something we can actually preach and witness to people. You have a temporal supply of things in this life, and we know that from people cutting gas pipelines and electricity and all of that. You know, in South Africa, they've been load shedding all through the winter. Sometimes ESCOM put off the power for like two days. They, those people have been living by candlelight and doing all sorts of stuff. We don't rely on temporary things. Because we have, we have Jehovah Jireh that will always make a way for us to, for, to meet our needs and to supply our needs. Amen? So he, he preached the gospel to her. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. It, sometimes it's long suffering. We suffer for a long time. We go through that to preach the word. What would we have done if we had been in his shoes that day? Would the woman at the well have been an inconvenience to us? Would we have deferred evangelizing to her because we were tired and worn out? And do you know what would have happened if we had? That one Samaritan woman went back to her people and said, let me show you a man who told me everything about me. And a great many people believed because one woman was reached. So a huge harvest of Samaritan people came through one person. They would have all been lost if Jesus had said, I'm waiting on my disciples coming back with food. Give, give us a minute. Give us a few. In fact, give me 10. I need a nap. I'm just going, I need, I need a rest. You know what, see if you're around a bit later on, I'll catch up with you. <laughs> Amen. We can never discount that one person, a loner, a lonely person, someone who simply happens to come across our path at the most inconvenient moment. Because they will be responsible for the biggest breakthroughs we'll ever have. So the most obscure people are often those that will lead us into a fully energized spiritual life. Amen. You never know who that person's connected to. You never know how far the reach is beyond that person. Amen. So if we would follow in Jesus' footsteps, we'd win a soul even when we're tired. And see what happens in the middle, when you begin, in the middle of that preach, in the middle of that witness, something begins to change. All of a sudden, the hunger that you felt begins to go away. The tiredness that you felt begins to leave you. The thirst that you had begins to leave. You are energized and God gives you an uncommon strength in that moment. When you have put down the fact that I'm very tired and I'm utterly worn out, this is inconvenient time, is the best time. It's the best time. The tiredness will lift off of you. So that the disciples get back and what do they find? They expect to see Jesus still in the same place that they left him. Like, 
<laughs> oh, I'm so glad you guys are back. I can hardly, you know, I, I, not a moment too soon. They get back and, he, and they're like, we're here with all of the food and everything else. And they're like, oh, hang on a second. He looks absolutely fine. Has somebody already brought you something to eat? And nobody had. And that's, of course, when he speaks to them and says, I have food that you, not, you do not know of. My, my food, my sustenance, where, where, where I draw my strength from is not earthly, it's heavenly. And they come back to him and they're like, what's going on here? We thought we'd find Jesus just in a, in a, in a tired heap. And here's Jesus because he has just transformed a woman's life and a whole community. He's like, do you know what? I forgot about the tiredness. Amen. I have meat to eat that you know not of. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Amen. Praise God. And that's, that's the encouragement I have for you this morning. That whenever you're tired, whenever you're weary, whenever we're collectively, do you know what? Another push. This is worth it. This will be worth it. Let me, let me finish off with Isaiah 40. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Sorry, verse, from verse 29. And I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so thankful for our media team. We have a new member of the media team today. Amen. Thank, thanks be to God that, that Jack is helping us in media. Verse 29, he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. Where's all the youths? And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. Keep on walking, church. Keep on, keep on soaring. Remember, I used to love this. I don't, can't remember who it was. I think it was um, Mark Hankins who said this. He says, you, you want to fly with, soar with the eagles, not run with the turkeys. <laughs> soar with the eagles. You know, and, and when we're tired and weary, what happens, to our, what happens to our frame? Our frame hunches over. It bends down. And where does our vision go to when we're tired and weary? It goes down. It goes down. But he's, the word says, lift up your eyes to the hills from where your help comes from. <laughs> Amen. I'm happy. I, I'm happy this morning. I'm happy, happy to be a worker, happy to be, I'm happy to be a pastor, I'm happy to be here with my church family, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. No matter what other circumstances are coming in my life, and no matter what is coming in your life, you are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, and through Christ Jesus, who strengthens you. You know, when you get up in the morning, I know this. Some days it's, good morning, Lord. 
And some days it's morning, Lord. And some days it's just, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm up. <laughs> uh, if you've ever been in any of those categories, when, when it's, you know, when it's all, uh, uh, when it is, oh, Lord, maybe that's the day when the biggest breakthrough is going to come. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.